Good morning. It's 8.35. It's a Thursday. It can mean only one thing. Yes, Katie and Martin, House of Property, we are live. Good morning, Martin. Now, before we jump in, I want you to tell me what four words describe your week. The Great Stock Unlock. Oh, tell me more. Great stock a lot. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Grifter. Um, I think we're just seeing stock levels increase slightly, which as the market starts to unlock ever so slightly with a few more houses coming to the market. It's mm. busy. Everybody I talk to, yeah. market appraisals up, yeah. instructions up, inquiries up. Um, it's a proper good spring market out there at the moment. And so my four words, the great stock unlock. Um, mm. What about you? How's your week been? What have your, describe your week in four words, do it. It's still bloody relentless. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough hours in the day. That was five words or six words. <laughs> Now, what always makes me laugh is there is one trainer that always goes, everyone has the same amount of hours in the day. They have the same you know, days in the week and the weeks in the year. But I do think some of mine get stolen. And I'm sure our listeners and the people who are watching us live agree that whilst, yes, we may all have the same amount of time, Oh, my God, it is very challenging at the moment to try and deal with everything. It is relentless. I feel a little bit overwhelmed again. But it's all good. It's all positive. It's all positive. Still a little bit of exceptionally good unicorn valuing happening on a few properties, which is interesting. Um, and some agents particularly oh, not checking what you're putting out there. Now, now, the title of the show this week yeah, is Getting It Right and Being Different. So I think, should we start on getting it right? Should we, should we talk about getting it right? You could, you could be being different by getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> but you're right. It kind of feels, isn't it, as everybody starts to get that little bit busier and there's more stock coming to the market and it's a spring market time mm -hmm. that standards may have dropped ever so slightly. And um, we enjoy picking holes in um, <laughs> other people's um, mistakes. Um, so you've seen a few this week, right? I've seen a few. Well, clearly, I, I know we're busy. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, but you're always busy, dear. There's no excuse for like, well, spelling mistakes, there's no excuse, but there's no excuse, for instance, for saying you're marketing a property in a town where that property isn't located. I have got a, an example of a competitor of mine who has clearly used their standard paragraph to populate their CRM system. And this is not just property. This is any agent, any business, sorry, can get it wrong and really mess up. But this agent has actually um, used their standard paragraph for the town they operate in and are actually selling a uh, property in a completely different town. They've had it on the market about six weeks now. And I am umming and ahhing as to whether to tell the vendor um, that there is this glaringly obvious uh, issue. And uh, But... How can you get it that wrong? They are a good agent. They're an agent that employs a marketing department. They're an agent that's probably got an HR person, not just me or you know, wearing lots of different hats. Um, it's really interesting. Just attention to detail. I know Julian O'Dell goes on about it a lot, and he's doing some really good ramblings in the morning and early kind of like posts on LinkedIn where he's saying, do this, don't do that. Oh, and by the way, look at this. Um You've just got to be really careful. You need to check your listings on the internet, on the portal. You need to go outside and have a look at your, your window display. What what are you getting wrong? Because agents are being tripped up. 
just be careful, isn't it? I have a very funny slide, which I think might have been shared by Julian, but I'll, I will put it on the um, Facebook feed of this. It's got too many swear words to go live with it on a Thursday morning, but I'll share it on there, um, which is um, very good. Yeah, attention to detail, just little bits, isn't it? I've been doing this week. Um, there's two different levels. They're actually just having a bit of common sense and having yeah. keeping high standards. Um, but I've also been doing some training this week on CPRs, consumer protection from fair trading regulations, what you can and what you can't say, um, or where you can pretend to get tripped up. And bearing in mind, and it's in property industry I this morning, a QA with James Monroe, that um the material information, the um, essential material information will be coming down the tracks very quickly, very shortly next month um, of what has to be on our sales particulars um, before we get properties onto the portal. So just doing things well and doing things right. But it's um, it's been a busy week. The market continues. It feels like it's springtime. And there's another bank holiday next week, which I think has posed some questions for some estate agents because we have these a lot of bank holidays all in one go at the moment, don't we? We've got yeah. Easter, we've got Friday and Easter Monday. We've got bank holiday Monday coming up. Um, next week and then we've got the queen's diamond jubilee um bank holiday um at the beginning of june only four or so many weeks away um which is a bit different because we've got thursday and friday as mm. bank holidays that week are you opening or are you closing are no, you opening or are you closing <laughs> it's a bank holiday isn't it i don't think that you can be open i'm sure there'll be some agents and i know that the conversation is going on on social at the minute and i've had a discussion with several agents as to what can you do because there seems to be an awful lot of bank holidays coming up and <laughs> a lot of long weekends um i i think you have to kind of go with your old you know royalist hat on and go do you know what we're going to have some time off we're going to spend it with the family we're going to recharge our batteries um but we're going to have a fabulous display in our window and take advantage of it and be community focused oh i like that um because you love a gimmick um and last week you jumped on the bandwagon with a lot of state agencies i think it's a very good cause on um earth day last thursday was friday was earth day wasn't it um, yeah. And you wore green in your offices, which is, yeah. you look like a bunch of leprechauns, um, and really did well. <laughs> uh, in fact, you were still wearing green this morning, which is a bit of a problem, because you got your green screen, um, so you went translucent. Um, but yeah, I think it's, the, the Diamond Jubilee is a great time to be um, showing I'd just like to pick to you up on two things that you said there. First oh, is, you jumped on the bandwagon. No, it was part of my social media content planning, thank you very much. And secondly, none of us look like bloody leprechauns, you cheap. <laughs> so right. I hear you've had a bad week this week. Um, so you've got two dogs, is that right? Oh, God. What are their names? <laughs> yes, I have two dogs. I have two Hungarian Vichlers, and they are called Bicky, like Ginger Biscuit, um, and Fox. Excellent. Which one jumped on your laptop? I'm not sure which one locked onto my laptop. And I'm assuming it was a dog ran over my laptop. So I was working away on Sunday afternoon, put my laptop on the side to charge. Mm, might have been on the floor um, by my laptop bag, but it's my house. I can put my laptop on the floor. Well, no, apparently I can't because a dog jumps on it. And then when I go to work on Monday morning and open the screen of my very expensive Hewlett Packard touchscreen laptop, which is approximately two days outside of its 12 months warranty. Um, the screen is all cracked and the screen's not working. And so I thought, don't worry, I'm insured. I've got new for old. I will speak to the insurance company. But of course, you can't speak to anyone. 
bit like some conveyances and solicitors, you can't speak to anyone. Um, you have to go online or um, go through your banking app because I, I um, got my insurance with Halifax. They've been great. That's wonderful. A um, little bit difficult because obviously my laptop is, is my life, as I'm sure yours is, Martin. And they said, wipe it all down, back it all up and let's have your laptop. No, 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 no. The policy I have is new for old. No, laptops don't apply. And it just made me think that... It's bad enough when your phone breaks, isn't it? And you you send it off because you think you've got great insurance, but actually you're left for four or five days without a phone. So you need a backup. And the same here with my laptop. I need a backup. But isn't that a bit extravagant? Two, two phones, two laptops, but I've got a quandary because I can't operate my business. I've got my laptop, but I sorry, I've got my iPad, but I can't I can't do everything I need to do in my business from my laptop. So my kind of thing for this week is you don't know until something happens to you yeah. what it all means so I'm just saying whatever business you're in just have a little look at your insurance policies your new for old clauses you know your phone insurance because you you can't just send your phone off <laughs> um and and you know it's like being without your right arm so I've got some issues that I've got to deal with on the laptop front do I go and get a little cheap one and just back it up but that's actually doesn't fit with the the green policy does it or or you know so it's We're getting it right is part of planning for the worst case scenario isn't it yeah, that disaster yeah. recovery um plan that we've talked about previously yeah. no um preparing yourself for the unexpected that might just come along um it, ironically my laptop charger has also died this morning um, which means that i have 45 minutes left of this laptop so let's hope that it doesn't drain too quickly um through <laughs> house poverty um and then we'll go and go buy a new um, laptop charger but i mean yeah as you say some people we know buy two of everything um but we, you've got to have a plan in place haven't you you know is and this comes back to um how many of your documents were saved on your desktop that you're never going to see again now um rather than backing them up um and just is that sensible thing isn't it about getting business plans and important information off your desktop onto something that you can then go maybe access on a on a desktop computer rather than a laptop computer. yeah so it's back isn't it to ha having that plan it's revisiting the plan that we said that we we've got um our checklist um of things to do because until it actually goes wrong you don't realize you needed it and you haven't necessarily got it and you don't want to be in that place do you no you really don't um i'd like to talk about something um that i wondered if we were starting to see the end of um although digitalization makes a big difference and you're very passionate about this um there is an estate agent out there mr and mrs clark quite like them nice branding yeah. mm -hmm. um do things a bit different um it seems to me that they're ditching sales particulars um mm -hmm. in replacement for a leaflet card if you like with a qr code that le links through to a digital version of their sales particulars for on viewings um now from a environmental point of view i kind of like this less wasting of paper um i mean do you remember the old days when i first started I used to go into the office and pick the details off the wall mm. um or at least have them in a drawer and keep handing them out to people those <laughs> days are gone but yeah as, as estate agents we don't like change do we so we kind of hang on to those sales particulars like they're really important to us but i like the fact that an agent has challenged us um do you think they've got a bit too far though because <laughs> It's about branding and marketing now more than ever before and visual. Yeah. And and 
people do like to hold a bit of paper, have something digital. Now, I know obviously coming out of lockdown or during lockdown, we weren't allowed to give any paper out. So particulars were, were ditched. Um, we did. We, we got rid of them. We, we're completely digital now. But I have just had some of my lovely lifestyle brochures printed off just for potential vendors. So when I'm pitching, um, because I think sellers like to see something physical. I don't think it's enough just to show a link through um, to your iPad or a laptop if you take that to pitch. So I think that for some properties, I I don't think that that would do them justice, just having a small A5 flyer. Um, I like that they're being bold and they're going out there and doing it. They're going to save themselves a huge amount of money. As we know, print has has kind of reduced enormously. And we want to make these changes um, to be more efficient, greener, all of those things for for the future. But I just wonder whether that's just, uh, we're here to market the home to the best potential, the best ability. Just clicking on a QR code, is that going to, is that going to be the right thing? Now, we've got an issue, haven't we, here? Because we've got uh, millennials and we've got the silver surfers. And silver surfers aren't necessarily going to want to click a QR code. Yeah. No, I know I, yeah. I've been out to, um, to, to pub with my parents um, and they've got a you scan a QR code. My dad's still got one of those Nokia 3210s. Um, I think it just about answers. He can answer the phone with it, let alone take a, a photo or anything like that. It just doesn't do it. So he's absolutely tripped up. He cannot operate. It, and, and he's over 70. So you've got an element of the market here who are going to be challenged, not because they can't do it, but because they don't have the tools to be able to access it because they don't want to change. But you are saying then, <coughs> excuse me, sales particulars are vendor vanity. It's yep. all about the vendor vanity. Um, yep. They serve no purpose. Um, and actually, I like the idea of having a QR code. Do you go back to, we talked about this a little while ago, Lisa Novak in um, yeah. um, Sydney, Australia. She was at one point just putting a QR code in a frame on the coffee table for people when they were going around to view properties so they mm. could scan the details they wanted them yep. rather than handing them out. Um, yep. Traditionally, it was always just like a gift to somebody, wasn't it? Here's a set of yeah. particulars as you arrive on a viewing. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a really clever idea. I, I like I it. I like it. I like it. I like we, it. I we're just really switching. We're just switching to put QR codes, an individual QR code for every single property on our window displays currently. Um, and again, I, it was two years ago we had this conversation about the the comeback of the QR code. Um, I think there's lots and lots of things you can do, do you know, do do with it, use with it. I know some agents know on the market was giving out um, little QR codes to put on your for sale boards. Um, I think sometimes a little bit fast to go past and scan them in, but in certain locations yeah. it's going to work. So I think there's definitely more use for the QR code. Definitely looking at being greener and reducing that print. And so, Mr. and Mrs. Clark, we like that. We like that idea. Yeah. It's very, very good. We like it. Hats up. Hats up. So the other conversation that's been going on, and we talked about long bank holiday weekends, is the four-day week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Now, if any of my team are listening, this is just something that I have been discussing on a number of conversations. <laughs> it's just purely up in the air, just to let you all know. Um, but this is, again, not just in the property industry. So this is right across the board. So there's been many businesses, big and small, that have made a, a, a cataclysmic shift towards a change in their working environment. Um, and that, I've got one here as a... a uh, Gareth Hoyle, Managing Director at Marketing Signals, a search marketing campaign company, said today, today we announced the team we're moving all employees to a four day week. 
We are already measuring our teams based on output, not attendance. And we already work flexi time and uh, within our daily hours. So they have added 30 minutes to each day, but removed one full day a week. So their um, sort of uh, business scenario is 32 hours a week business working hours as opposed to 37.5. Discuss. <laughs> oh, I really like it. I really like it. I think it's the way forward. Um, we have a slight issue within our industry. We have to keep places open and be available. Yeah. People want us to be available 24-7. There's demand from the customer to be available. But I think there's different ways of being available nowadays, isn't there? There's technology that helps us or outsourcing that helps us as well. Yeah. Um, but... Um, but I really like the four-day week concept. I think that it's a far greater balance. And I think it would perhaps be one of the solutions to the great resignation, where people are struggling with the balance of coming back into work, having worked from home, and quite enjoyed that flexibility. People like flexibility um, within our industry. And I think somebody working Monday to Thursday and other people working Tuesday to Friday, um, it gives you a good enough, practically, you've got to think there's an overlap for a team on a Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. I like that. But yeah. it extends the weekends for people. Um, I think it's a really good idea. Um, I also saw the post that you're referring to. And what I really liked about it was we measure people on output, yeah. not hours worked or not attendance. Yeah. And I thought that's the mindset, isn't it? That's, yeah. the, that's the change. We measure people on output, not hours at work. Um, yeah. You know, I think some agencies and some people have really struggled in the idea of trusting people to work from home. If they're not in an office environment, they can't possibly be working. It's utter baloney. Everybody that I've worked with who's worked from home works harder. Their productivity is greater. Now, I'm sure they're going to put the washing on and maybe catch half an hour this morning in the background. But um, <laughs> those, are the days. those are the days. Um, but um, the productivity is better. I really like it. So back at you on that front, you've got some businesses that promote themselves very much on the fact that they are 24 seven. They yes. can do a viewing. They can open their premises at Sunday evening, um, Sunday at two o'clock. We can be there to serve you, the customer at any time. So how are those marketing messages and mediums going to change if there is a shift towards a different way of working? Or are we going on the basis that actually, do you know what? Estate agency, the property industry, lettings, property management, it can't necessarily pick up a model like this because we have to offer out-of-hours service. Or are we just going to outsource all of that? Oh, so I think there's probably a combination of a political answer, a combination of everything. I do believe that it, until you get to a certain size, and maybe you get to a certain size, and you, it's more important. Um, as an estate agency business, that outsourcing is really important. There's things that you can do. There's some very good um, suppliers out there that help answer the telephones or have resp automatic responses and, and around um, property maintenance. You can filter things through to a certain degree, can't you? But um, do people really, really call you on a Sunday afternoon at five o'clock and yes. say, can I have a valuation? They yes, they do. yes, they do. And I, I'm just casting my mind. Do you back want now. to work with them? Oh, don't do that. Um, I'm casting my mind back now. I'm pretty certain I attended a an awards do, and I think I was probably with you as well. Um, okay. And it was a Peter Knight one. And one of the winners of this particular category, and I'm, I can't remember who it was, but they had done their submission on the basis that because they were open 
half an hour earlier in the morning and half an hour later than their competition during the week that actually over the course of a week they were open one more whole day than their competition and they right. you, they won their award on the, on one of these bases and i just so taking that yeah there will be isn't it it's agents in our property industry it's like herding kittens yeah you go right let's 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 do that um the chat is it murray who does the kind of like ban right move um or um you know boycott right move um you will get people who support and go yes i love this four-day week and then at the last minute when things are going to be implemented you'll get one agent who or a business who turns around and goes this is wrong we will reduce our ads but we will still be doing this we will not be doing a four because we're here to serve you the customer and this will happen so i i think it's a chance you have to go with what you feel is right for your team and your business moving forward did you just call estate agents kittens or sheep are you saying that everybody yeah, follows it everybody follows everybody else yeah. um yeah but they do that's where the base of the bottom comes with everything that we bloody do try and for everybody um, and the title, but actually stick to your, the title of our show is getting it right and being different yes so you can be different can't you yeah. and actually put a better work-life balance in for your team yeah. I like it. I think it's a good way forward. I think it, you would be surprised. And I think it's one of the lessons that we could learn out of COVID. Absolutely. Um, talking of language, kittens, sheep, um, you you are walking thesaurus. I'm going to say that word, thesaurus. Um, and I've always been a massive, and one of the most successful things that we've ever done on this podcast was your get to got. And we won't necessarily need to go into that again. But... Um, <laughs> Alternative language, different yeah, ways language. of phrasing things to mm. make things happen in your favour. Um, I think I hear, or I know you've got some other yeah. examples. I've got some good ones. And we were just, it's about language alternatives, isn't it? And this can be used in any scenario. So uh, it was more about empowering yourself if you were in a meeting situation. So you don't want to be um, apologetic. You want to be confident. Um, and I mean, how often have, have any of us, even a team meeting, a board meeting, whatever you attend, a networking event, have said, um, can I just say? Don't do that. It's it's this double negative. Yeah, it's back to what we talked about on a previous show about don't apologize. So instead of saying, can I just say, switch that and say, I'd just like to add. So it's a yes. really positive, it's a positive way. Um, what about, I know you've you've said this at many a meeting, haven't you, Martin? I'm not an expert, but. <laughs> so <laughs> next time, Martin, don't say that, yeah? Yeah, be positive in what you can offer. Um, but just say, <laughs> in my experience, the best direction would be. So in my experience, the best direction would be. Do you think that'll help you next time? Yeah, thank you for that. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> and also, in some meetings, I, I know people go, does what I say just you know, make sense? What I've said, does that make sense? So instead of saying that, don't don't doubt yourself and that everyone in the room cannot understand what you've just said. Just finish off what you said and say, are there any questions? It's about just it's being positive. I've got lots more. I'm just going to pick. Um, I'm going to pick one more. Um, and I know quite a lot. We we will say, oh, sorry. Could I just add? Don't say sorry. Just say, I have a question. I have a question about what you just spoke about. I have a question. So I think some of these things are really good. I've got some more, and this has come from Mel Stanley at First Woman. Um, so thank you, Mel. Um, I'll, I'll put these in the comments section at the bottom, and they're also available on our website as well, which is good. The way um, you can do it yourself. Um, just talking of doubting yourself. 
I have a bit of an issue at the moment. My sensitive toothpaste gets really jealous when I use other toothpastes. <laughs> we were talking about a really like empowering thing then. You have to bring your joke in. <laughs> I was trying to find a way in. Sensitive. <laughs> Thank sensitive. you for that. Um, so transaction <laughs> times. We you've talked about is it a pregnant pregnant pipeline? I think you constipated, said constipated constipated pipeline. I knew it was something down there. Um so um a constipated pipeline, and there's been some interesting conversations um happening about the time agreeing a sale through to completion. Um yeah. I know that Peter Ambrose at the uh partnership um has put out on um one of the linkedin pages this week about how he had received a i'm just going to 87 inquiries on a flat which is for sale for two hundred and fifteen thousand pounds and the transaction has already been running for eight months and he has just received 87 inquiries now is that not a little of a bit of an overkill um, there were some interesting responses and comments uh, in LinkedIn. And again, I'm happy to share that post out. Um, it's just interesting. I took this and I spoke to two solicitors yesterday, two of my local solicitors. Um, and I said, Over lunch, sure. No, actually, no, sadly not. Too busy, too busy. I, I, I can't even remember the last time I had lunch during a day or even lunch out during the working day. I bet you um, that, did. Isn't that coming in a couple of weeks? Lunch, yes, we have lunch. Got lunch. Looking forward to that. Um, so they are saying that, oh, because it's not my favourite solicitors, obviously. It's never it's never someone you talk to, is it? They're just saying that actually they are still finding challenges with response times. Um, they are finding that when they, they go back to the other side, they say, yes, we're dealing with it. Um, but then that comes back to us as, oh, there's a delay. And it's not necessarily a delay. Things are just taking a bit of time. And I think it's the same in a state agency. It's all hands on deck still. There is a lot of work. Just because you get to the you know, a sale agreed point, then the hard work is really happening and never more so than now. So my figures have gone out in terms, of, I think it was 75 days from agreeing a sale through to um, completion. It's gone out to over 100 again now. Um, and again, this is what these two solicitors that I spoke to are experiencing. And they're saying, is it because solicitors are still working remotely? They are not back in the office. So they haven't got the support. They haven't got the capabilities. I know quite a few still and we've touched on this before, you call them and it goes to answer machine in their offices and it says, we'll call you back if we can. But don't don't expect this to be up. This is not monitored. or And you just think, yeah. again, how can you run a business like that? So are you finding those same challenges with time taken for deals? Yeah, absolutely. Um, deals taking longer. And actually, very interesting. I'm currently selling a property personally. And there was about 18 inquiries come through. Um, and I had the weekend to go through them. Um so I think we've had about five or six days working through these inquiries because they were quite in-depth inquiries. And um, all of a sudden you've got solicitors blaming me as a seller for not getting my inquiries back quick enough. I'm thinking, how? It takes you three days to answer the phone, um, let alone for me to be able to get my inquiries back after five, three working days, five yeah. physical days of doing it. Um, so this blame culture within that industry needs to stop. Yeah. Um, and um, actually start working collaboratively. Definitely. Um, with, but also... I think it's for your teams to understand the actual conveyancing process. So we've got a training session tonight. A lot of teams have forgotten that actually all the little bits that you do have to go through in order to get to the next stage. And I think if we can let our teams know the whole process, if we can let our sellers and let our buyers know, you know, just because you pay for your searches doesn't mean to say you're going to complete next week. It's just it's the process and the education, isn't it? And I think, again, because we've been busy, 
people have been flat out. We've possibly forgotten that you've got to go from A to B to C to D to get to Z, haven't you? Yeah. One of the best things I ever did was bring in one of our local conveyances to do some training on and actually just to show the documentation that goes yeah. out to clients so you can actually see it physically. And certainly for the younger guys that maybe haven't bought or sold a property before. Um, yeah. Really, really, really important. Brilliant. We talked on LinkedIn um, very quickly. I put a video out on my LinkedIn at Embalm mm. um, this week, um, which got me all a little bit goosebumps and mascara warning and all that kind of jazz. Um, and it was about it was two young guys, young guy playing rugby who said, "I can't do this. I'm too young. I'm the youngest player here, and I don't, I can't tackle." Um, and this young guy came up and gave him a pep talk, um, which was absolutely awesome. Please look at it on there. Um, yeah. Please look at it on my LinkedIn. Um, you'll find it on there as the as a video. Um, but it made me start to think about how. And one of the things we concentrate on this show is actually sometimes just supporting people and actually just giving people a pep talk and the motivation yeah. and and. Morning meetings is a place not to necessarily divulge information, but to rev your teams up before they go over the trenches to go and fight for that day. Um, mm -hmm. And collaborative working and working um, together to be able to really make things happen. And um, um, the, I, I would say to every estate agent, get the video, find the video that I shared on um, LinkedIn um, and play it out there in your morning meeting, because that's exactly how we should be dealing with our um, with our teams. And that's exactly how we should be dealing with our colleagues. Um, that was a particular leader in the making. So um, find that video and, and have a look and see what you think. I'll perhaps share it on Facebook as well. Yeah, share it out. It's about being supportive, isn't it? And um, and it was actually a rugby uh, training. Um, yeah, not football, yeah. rugby, um, which is obviously the gentleman's sport. Um, and um, <laughs> uh, it was just... It was lovely because it was unprompted and it was it was another young player just going, you've got this, you're brilliant, you're you're amazing, just do it. And it, yeah. it just it it will bring a tear to the eye, won't it? As you said. There's a prime any proud parent out there. Um that's great. We've got to the end of our show already. Crikey, that rattled through, didn't it? So if you like what we've done, if you like what we've said, please share our content. We want to spread the word. Um you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and YouTube or Apple I, Apple podcast things, wherever you get your podcast. I got completely tripped up there. We're live every Thursday at 8.35. This is House of Property. I hope you have a fabulous rest of the week. Grifter, it's been nothing but a pleasure as always. See you soon.